and welcome. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Our desire at Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois, is to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine destiny perfectly orchestrated for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are a part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to our guest minister for today. Okay, so this is worth repeating. Ready? The enemy hates us so much, he wants to steal every truth that you get, every one of God's promises whenever he can, from your heart. Did anybody read Pastor Steve's email last night, last week? If you haven't, please get on the email list. Please read these emails. Because again, it's the connections of what the Lord is breathing to us. It's the connections with what Brother Brian shared with us last week, some of which go all the way back to what Andrew shared with us a year ago. If you're paying attention, you'll catch these little phrases, these little dots, these little drive-by bombs. They're there. Why? Why does the Lord do that that way? Because it's what we need in this moment. The enemy doesn't want you healed because when you're healed, you want to see all creation healed. It kind of excites you a little bit. The truth of these healings are going to make you free, I believe. I believe that some of what I'm going to share today is going to be to assist you, empower you, embolden you, give you the truths you need to step out and get others healed and have healing within yourself. I I pray there's revelation there for that to walk in divine health in all aspects of divine health, not just physical health. Depression, anxiety, fear, trepidation, soul wounds. It's all the same nonsense. It's not Jesus. So it has no place. It, this journey is so fun. I don't have this yet. But I'm getting there. And I'm having a gas learning it. Right alongside all of you. It is absolutely thrilling and fun to watch someone be healed at your command. I didn't say prayer specifically. Command. Allie and I, last week, whatever. I was having a glazed donut. (laughs) It was awesome. So we went to a donut shop in Richmond. And there was this young girl. She hadn't had a donut in 25 years. The whole gluten-free thing she's healed from, right? So we went to this donut. I got to take you to this donut shop. Everybody says it's great. Awesome. We go to the donut shop. It, you guys, it was glorious. <laughs> there couldn't have been a donut you could think of that wasn't there. Or in my case, I just wanted a glazed donut because I got to test it, you know? I want that. Let's just start with the base. Everything else goes from there. Oh, they're not in the case. Oh, do you have any glazed donuts? Oh, yeah, we got a bunch of them in back. So my point is, 
They had it. Even if you didn't think they had it, they had it. So there's this little girl, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, taking care of us. Allie said, well, I'm so excited, but what's your favorite? Didn't you say to start with, what, what would your favorite be? I haven't had a donut in 25 years. And the gal went. And I, okay, so this might be a news flash, but sometimes I get a little bit bold. And so I looked at the gal with that emoji face going, 25 years. And I went, I know, be a perfect time to ask her about why today or something like that. So she did. And Allie started to share her testimony. She was healed. The Lord healed her. She had a gluten intolerance. She went on to tell the two-minute testimony, minute and 30-second testimony. And this little girl just stood there going, really? That's awesome. So I get some donuts. We get some donuts. Allie picks out the donuts she wants first. And the gal goes, I said, how much is it? Oh, we're just going to give those to you. Well, and it wasn't just her donut. Get that. It's not just her donut. I almost, anyway. So I knew she was a believer. Totally different topic. But I knew she was a believer. So I sensed there was pain. So I just dove in. Are you in pain? Ah, oh, I've got scoliosis. Right now, Stop ever saying that. You just owned it. Stop agreeing with that. Okay, look, if I pray for you, you're going to be healed. And I don't even remember the testimony I shared with it, but I shared a testimony quick. I've seen, well, we'd already shared your testimony, so I probably didn't. May I pray for you? Got to ask permission. Yes. May I hold your hand? Not necessary, but I wanted to, felt the unction to, so I did. We could audibly and visibly watch it happen. Boom. How's it feel? Don't even have to ask. It's all over her face. She lit up like a Christmas tree and stood up straight. Scoliosis to hell you go. Not now. Get it? It was attitude. I didn't say, oh, Lord, please heal this little girl. That kind. Anyway. So then her name. We didn't even know her name. I said, so what is your name? Ready? Eden. <laughs> I know. You can't make this stuff up. Do you know what happened to all those? It looked like a, I don't know. There were five kids, six kids, all that age working there. You do know they all heard about Jesus and what he had just done that day from Eden, right? The ripple effect. So then we did teach her, hey, if the enemy tries to come back and steal that, you got to command it to leave, just like I did. Because what did I do? Yeah, I, I know it was long and lengthy. I left her pages. Pain go. Back. Line up. Done. What? I see those tilts. It is that easy. The enemy is going to try and steal your joy. He hates you. Get that. I know in our brain that's kind of maybe sometimes hard to understand. The enemy really does hate you, and he wants to steal any bit of joy, any bit of peace, any bit of prosperity that the Lord died for you for. He wants to steal it from you.
It's why we must stay in the word. We must stay in intimacy with the Lord. And we must be doers of the word in ourselves and others. Remember the three-legged stool? It's that. Because the enemy is going to try and steal that word from you. He's going to try and tell you you're a loser. He's going to try and tell you you're wrong. He's going to try and tell you you haven't changed. He's going to come up with any excuse and any reason possible. It'll never work. Remember Gulliver's Travels? I think all those little people (laughs) were a representation of some in the demonic realm. And that one little dude that ran around, it'll never work. Lose that. That's not of our king. His word disagrees. So we need to speak these truths over ourselves constantly. Anybody ever, as they stepped into who we are as followers of Christ and passionate worshipers of the Lord, anybody else other than me, because I did, I questioned it, why do you keep repeating the same thing over and 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 over? Anybody? I did. At the beginning, I did. Yeah. Huh. Why do we do that? Because we think we're so smart that we already, I already got that. Move on. No, you don't. You're not walking in divine health. No, you don't. There's no fruit to prove it. No, you don't. You're not walking in financial prosperity. No, you don't. You're, you're depressed. No, you don't. You can't make a decision. No, you don't. You can't. You can't. Get it? So we need to reprogram our souls. And how does that happen? The word and our words. doesn't matter what the doctor tells you, doesn't matter what your family members tell you, it doesn't matter what the nurse tells you, doesn't matter what your neighbor tells you. You are in Christ, you are healed. Period. It's why we need the family of God so bad, one of the many reasons. We need to be with like-minded believers. Because we need to edify each other when we're having a minute. We need to stand in agreement with brothers and sisters when they're having a minute. I need y'all. We need you all. We're honored to stand with you in anything, and we're honored that you would stand with us in anything. That's that submitting one to another piece. But with regard to being healed in the physical or in your soul, That's super important because if you start speaking out lies over yourself or something that doesn't line up with the word, anybody here get corrected when they're saying something by anybody else in our family? (laughs) Yeah, okay, so some of you aren't, okay, I know y'all have. And if you haven't, someone's coming. Because the Lord will set it up. Why? Because it's that important to him that we believe his truths, not the enemy's truths. It's that important to the Lord that we believe kingdom truths, not the enemy's truths. Because what does the enemy want to do? Destroy you. He doesn't. You may already be saved. Let me reframe that. You are saved in Christ, period. Amen? Well, he's already lost your soul. 
He's going to try and make this journey hell on earth as opposed to heaven on earth. As opposed to heaven on earth, which is divine health. All about the benefits of the prosperity we teach here that were taught scripturally. All means all. All of the benefits Christ died for, we should have. They're ours. It's only the enemy that stops us from having them. We, I am going to make it through all these notes. We have to understand that the love that God has for us is mind-blowing in the flesh. It was the first thing I wrote after my encounter with, the, with Jesus in 2016. I had never felt love like that or known or experienced or any part. Known love like I knew after that. Well, of course not, because humans can't love that way unless they're in Christ fully. For God so loved the world. For God doesn't say for God loved the world. So loved the world. The depth of that. Open up your hearts and minds to a different level when you speak about the love that God has for you. Song of Solomon 2.4. Please. He brought me to the banqueting house and his banner of love was over me. To the wedding feast, you might say. That's me. Make these scriptures, make these scriptures your own when you read them. He, he brought me to the feast. Ha! And his banner of love is over me. Can you, can you grab that? You won't in the flesh. You may think you can grab it with your mind. I, good luck. You're a spirit being first. Grab it in the spirit first. Let him show you what that means to invite you to the table at the banquet with him, with his banner of love all over you. All he wants to do is love you. And love squashes it all. I know that was a little bit of a BLT. He's already paid the price with Jesus. So you don't have to worry about this covenant thing as long as you listen to good teachings about covenant that don't try and have a little bit of the law and a little bit of Jesus. We see that globally. When people don't get covenants correctly, how it will absolutely derail their journey to walk in the fullness of what Christ died for. Matthew 8, 14, please. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother 
laid and sick with a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left. Did he say he prayed? Nope. No. Why? Great question. His mere presence. Just like we have documentation of Peter. His mere presence. I'm telling you, demons and spirits run from you when you know that you are seated in the kingdom and you're just walking around in this body. When you realize that you are one with Christ at that level, the fever is a spirit. We all knew that, right? Fever is a spirit. He didn't even have to tell it to leave and it left. And she arose and ministered unto them. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his words. Again, with his words. Especially in King Jameth, he would have said, and he prayed for 45 minutes. He prayed, and they laughed. I'm all about praying. Don't, don't put me in that other ditch. Fact is, he commanded the spirits to leave, and they left. Just like we do, right? And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all. Well, there's got to be another meaning for that word all, because it couldn't have been everybody they brought. I know. No, they were all healed, period. All. That it might be fulfilled which what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Type and shadow. Type and shadow. He bore everything. It's done. We have the power and authority over these things. We need to take them in our own body and in those of the world. It's an invitation into the kingdom of God when you bring somebody and release the kingdom on them so they can be healed. Now, just like Jesus did, you've got the opportunity to bring them into the kingdom of God. Bring them into truth. Bring them into life. Isaiah 5, please, 3. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judea, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that I should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. It's gone. Go to 1 Peter 2, please, 24. It's gone. 
who his own self bore our sins in his own body on that tree, that we being dead to sins, see the presumption? There's a presumption you're going to be dead to sins. Killing of the flesh, walking it out, organically removing the worldly substances and sinful nature of your heart and mind. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we might be healed, should be healed, could be healed. Were. Were. Exodus 23, 24. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. I'm sorry, that just had to and quite break down. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Oh, back up. Go to 24. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods nor serve them. Anybody notice all the gods in the world today people are serving? You love me, right? Okay, football, TV, blah, 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 blah. Pumping your brain full of lies from the enemy. For some, it's their house. For some, it's their boat. It's their car. It's their thing. It's their stuff. It's their God. It's their idol. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and break down their images. Now I'll go to 25. And the Lord's promise, if you'll do that, is he shall bless thy bread and thy water and will remove sickness from amongst thee. <sighs> Want to walk in divine health? Let the Holy Spirit touch you in those spots. And say, you know what, Lord, you're right. My focus is way too much on that right now. I'm spending five hours a week on that and three minutes a day with you. Doing your word in my life. Reading your word and burying it in my heart and soul. And a minute and 12 seconds every night before I go to sleep praying. I want this. I want that. Lord, give me that. Lord, could you do this? Lord, could you do that? I know nobody in here. It's all you two people I'm talking to. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. That's a promise. And a fairly large one. Okay, a big one. The church I grew up in, and, and, and I say this so much that I need to preface, I am really glad and blessed 
that I was taken out of what I was taken out of, put into the home I was raised in so that I could grow up in a Baptist church. Scripturally, foundationally, can't be rocked. I just didn't get the revelation that went with the scriptures. Those stories, those scenarios, unshakable for a time such as this. Now, saying that, they believed that, well, I mean, I, I watched elders and deacons. I was an elder and a deacon as I grew older. But even growing up, I watched men of the church and, and deaconesses, the women that would go out, pray for people at the nursing homes, pray for people in the hospital. We as youth groups did that. Did we ever see anyone healed? Nope. But boy, we sure felt good and so did they. I'm sure we comforted them. And I mean that. I'm sure we comforted their soul in a moment. But did we ever see a miracle, a sign, a wonder, a healing? No. Why? Because we were doing it wrong. We had our heart in the right place, but we weren't taught to do it right. Why? Because religion didn't teach it was even possible. Your healing will come when you're in heaven. Anybody else in this room live in heaven right now? I do. And I refuse to believe anything else. So if you start teaching people that, now they got power and authority. Now they're walking with the Holy Spirit. Now they're getting their own revelations. Pretty soon, you are the largest threat on the planet to the enemy. He's done everything possible to rob us and keep us tamped down. We're just scratching the surface. I believe we're just scratching the surface in all of this. But Lord, we're moving. The gifts and the promises the Lord has for us don't come with any hooks. You don't have to do anything except be in him. There, grab it. It's there. You don't have to give to get. You don't have to do to get. Just be in Christ. Organically let the Holy Spirit work out your soul and your salvation and fear and trembling of the most mighty God and you'll be blessed. And you'll walk in these promises that he has. Doesn't matter the situation. If you have a mustard, if you have a little bit of hope, oh gosh, that would be fun if that could happen to me, and you attach a mustard seed of faith with it, you'll be healed. And I don't mean just physical. Please understand, when I'm saying healed right now, I'm talking about all aspects of healing. Wounds, scars, areas you're still trying to clip out. I don't care what verbiage you use. Or a physical manifestation. When the Lord looks at us, he sees Jesus. Do you know how much he loves Jesus? Why can't we see him loving us that much then? I know. Because I did the thing in the stuff, and I'm not quite out of that yet. 
because I'm still working through this. We need to be able to receive. We need to be able to receive from a brother, from a sister, and from our father. And for me, that part of this journey has been difficult to receive in the flesh. It just is. Some of you have watched me twist and turn in those very moments and think it's funny. It's, it's not easy. I, I love blessing people. I'd much rather bless everybody's socks off than have somebody give me something. I'm still reeling over some of that. But I'm working it out. But if we can't receive it from our Father, how can we receive it from a human? All we have to be willing and able to do is receive what he's got for us. When the Lord looks at us, he sees Jesus. If you can believe that, you will start to experience and know his love in a different way. But intellect will tell you you're wrong. That's not truth. Stop it. Get rid of it. That is not truth. Once you start to realize who you are in Christ, you'll start to get a bit cranky about some things that are truth. A bit testy. That is not true. Somebody will say something to you and you go, oh man, I don't want to say this, but you know what? That's not truth. I'm sorry. And that will begin some separations in earthlings. We're born from above. We're spirits first. Truths come out of our mouth like machine gun fire. Can't help it. Of course we do it in love. I truly try in love all the time. I just can't. I can't receive it in me because it'll mess with my journey if somebody speaks out not truth. So again, going back, I don't care if it's a doctor, a nurse, uh, doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I, I, the word doesn't agree with you, and I believe the word because like Pastor Craig taught, the word is the litmus of truth, not humans. The word is truth, not humans. Some of y'all need that on a sticky note. Just saying. The word of God is true. Humans lie. Not any humans in here. Probably out there either. It's for somebody else. I don't know. God is love and he lives inside of me. Jehovah Rapha lives in me. Want to know why I get a little irritated when the devil tries to come at me with pain or suffering? Because there's no place for that in me. I carry Jehovah Rapha, the great healer. How can the devil mess with me? Not saying he doesn't try. Can't blame a guy for trying, I guess. Does get a little irritating, though. But it, when you take the authority you have in your own body or the person who you're ministering to, you'll be amazed. I don't try and get healing. It's already in me. And when it doesn't manifest, 
I still stand in faith that it is done. And sometimes it takes a minute. And sometimes it's immediate. Why? I don't care. Get over your own intellect trying to figure it out. I don't care. It's going to manifest because the word that's truth told me it will. I spoke it into existence. I did it in the way the Bible teaches me to do. It will manifest, period. Now, when somebody else is involved, they've got choice and free will. They might get healed right now and walk away going, whoa, that dude's breath was horrible, I, whatever that was. And, and I don't know if I'm still healed. And Yep, there it's back. Yep, there it is. It's back. You just owned it. Not Yeah, it's back all right. Make sense? This is a spiritual battle. And we need to treat those spirits that are coming against us the way Jesus did. Exactly the way Jesus did. Power and authority that you have. I rebuke sickness and disease and I watch it flee. I rebuke cancer and I've watched lumps fall off people and sent local people to Ferguson to get rechecked and there's nothing there. Why? Because I know that I know that I know that I know that I know what the word says and what my power and authority is and it happens every time. If it doesn't, it's not on me. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. I'm still working this out. I said that before. But the faith, that recipient, has got to receive it. I can talk till I'm blue in the face. I can speak truth. I can command. I can demand. But if you don't receive it, it's not going to happen. It's one of the reasons it's so much easier if you will just accept the love the Father has for you and he will draw you into a place and that will never have a chance. The disciples and the apostles did not run around healing Christians. Why? They walked around in revelation of divine health that we're just scratching the surface of. We're just scratching the surface. We know what to, what's there, but we're literally just as the bride getting a grid for some of this in what we can walk in. It's why Paul didn't say, for all you sick ones this morning, prayer line over here, the elders are going to anoint you with oil and you'll be healed. So after we're done, y'all line up. No, he was talking to an entire city, a very large church, not individual, churches, right? The church, the greater, okay. If any among you are sick. That screams volumes to me about the health that our brothers and sisters then walked in that we're just getting. What's possible? And amongst us as a family, do you all realize the healings Physically and emotionally, we have in this body. It's crazy awesome. 
Where Mark must be downstairs. Yeah. What? She been? Oh, right there. Hey. <laughs> I was looking for you over here. I'm going, where's Mark? Sandy. Our testimonies within this body should give you hope for things that you never thought you could have hope for. It's amazing. Okay, here's another big lie. The Lord will never give you sickness, disease, sorrow, pain, emotional trauma to teach you a lesson. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And if that's going off in your brain, please, I beseech you, reach out to a brother or sister and have them stand in agreement with you. You don't even have to spill the beans. Keep it to yourself. Hear that? If that's going off in your brain, find someone in our family. Find someone that you know will stand with you correctly. And, and you don't even have to spill the beans. Just let them stand in agreement with you while you declare that over yourself. And it will be done. Because we're two or more are gathered. We're... Huge lie. God's supernatural healing is available to all of us. It's part of the atonement. If you've not received your healing, God's not mad at you. And you certainly don't have to be healed to have God love you in 100% of the way he wants to love you. But I'm going to submit to you that once you allow him to love you the way he loves you, healing won't be an issue in your life. Emotional or physical. Because love covers it all. Going back to the glazed donut girl. That's going to be her name. She's lost the name Eden now. It's the glazed donut girl from Richmond. In that moment, I wish I could share and had captured the two or five seconds of her being loved on by Jesus. That's, that's how much the Lord wants to love you all the time. You know what the difference is? We stop it with our things and our stuff and our gods and our idols and our distractions and our muck and our mire and our stupidity. I didn't mean it that way. He wants to love us so we can hardly function <laughs> all the time. And in that, there's no place for sickness, for disease, for mental distress. Matthew 14, 4, please. Man. Mary, you're awesome. Thank you. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them 
and he healed their sick. Matthew 20, 34. So Jesus had compassion on them, and he touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Remember what I said a while ago? Signs, wonders, miracles, healings? It's an invitation to follow Jesus, even in this very day. It's not about running out and seeing somebody get healed and, oh, have a great day. Can that happen? Sure it does. I've done it. So Jesus had compassion on them. Whenever Jesus was moved with compassion scripturally, miracles and healings took place every single time. Love. The Father's love equates to the compassion Jesus had. And in those moments, miracles and healings happened. This is all about his love. And it's about receiving it. It's not about how much you serve God. It's not about what you're doing for the ecclesia, for other brothers and sisters, although all of that is components thereof because we're doers of the word. And he told us what to do. But it's not about the check boxes. Don't you see I got the star for 47 years in the nursery? Of course we want to serve. We're commanded to serve the kingdom of God. When I had the revelation on serving the kingdom of the God, of the, of the. <laughs> when the Lord showed me what serving the kingdom of God actually looked like, it wrecked me in a, such a good way. If you carry the kingdom of God in you, didn't we talk about that a while ago? I'm commanded to serve you. I'm commanded to serve you. Do I want to help in the nursery? Yeah, I love babies. Anybody notice I love kids? We need to help because that's being a family. And that's who we are, the ecclesia. We're a family. I'm honored to help any way I can. But the greater premise there is serving the kingdom of God that she carries. It's in her. And I'm commanded to serve it. What happens then? We are blessed beyond our wildest dreams. I, I was honored to be asked to be part of a, uh, you know, a prayer line a ministry line at a conference in Chicago several years ago. In, in, in 16, I was helping a local pastor move a, a widow, and I was carrying a box of books, a big produce, actually it was a lemon box, now that I think about it, it was a lemon box of books. That was some weight, I don't know, 40 pounds or something. Put that on my 
wait. And I'm walking down the stairs and around the corner, and there was a drop off about this much on the sidewalk. It was pretty good. And when I didn't navigate that perfectly, I was down. I could hear the ankle roll. I heard all the popping. I heard all the noise. Yeah. Books everywhere. I was just learning about declaring. I was just I hadn't even prayed for anybody to be healed yet. I had not seen that in front of my face yet, actually. And my pastor brother walked around the corner and set his, he was kind of a show off. He had two boxes of books. <laughs> and he set them down and he's like, bro, and my ankle was football size already, just that fast. It was, and painful. So I'm commanding. I knew how to command. I'd just never seen anything happen yet. I'm commanding over it. Pain, you leave. He did too, pretty soon. Oh, that's the bomb. Now, what we didn't go after was the black and blue. And I know now I won't receive the black and blue either. I have far too many testimonies of it. It will all, all respond if you declare into it correctly and precisely. Ankle line up, ligaments line up, swelling go away. You're speaking to my body. I'm speaking to my body. It will line up, it will listen with all the authority and the power you have. Okay, so I had never, and, and we moved that lady. We were only half done emptying the apartment over by the college, and we moved to the other side of town, and it was six, seven hours later before we were done. It was just two of us. And I did it, in and out of the truck, up and down the stairs, second floor apartment was the other place we moved her into. It was fine. Not quite 100%, but it was fine. And, and it was ugly, and it was black and blue, but it wasn't swelled up, and I walked. but never 100%, and I lived with it. Get that part. I dealt with it. Ah, it's just a little bit. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to deal with just a little bit. My love's not just partially gluten intolerant and go, oh, it's Saturday at three, I guess we can't have pizza today. No. But I dealt with it, okay. So it was probably two years after that, Every time I slid out of my Suburban and my foot hit the ground, it was this one first, you know, getting out, boom, ah, just a little wince. And I would preach at it, and I'd command over it, and I just never got it. Okay. I don't know why, I don't care. I asked the Lord what I was doing wrong, and I never got it. I, or I didn't hear it. It just never was 100%. So I'm in a healing line in Chicago at a conference. Literally, we started, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night, got done about 2 o'clock in the morning, went out the back door after talking with a few people that were still there, got in my Suburban, went to the hotel, slid out of the truck, hit the ground, went, oh, because, see, I was already flinching when my foot hit the ground. I was trained that it was not healed. But it was healed. So I popped back up in the truck. Oh. Oh, God, you're so good. I get back to the truck. I'm, I did it different or something. Wow. Done. Gone. That's you. You can do that. If you've not received 100% of a healing yet, get it. Why did that happen? The Lord showed me clearly because I was out there in the parking lot crying my eyes out, thanking him. A 
All I was doing was loving him as I was laying hands on people and watching signs, wonders, and miracles follow me. I was completely out of the way. And that got taken care of because of his love for his kids. That's our father. That's his love. Peace with God, the peace that surpasses our understanding will bring you great healing in your soul. But it only comes through knowing in your knower. But it comes with love. His peace, when you know how the Father loves you, peace is attached with it. So is joy. But peace that doesn't make sense in the natural. And I don't care what it involves. I still don't know how that situation is going to revolve. But Father, I got peace because you're so good and you love me so greatly. Thank you. I don't know where that 139 bucks is coming from because Verizon's got to get paid next week. But I got peace that you're going to take care of it because your word says it will. And you love me. And I love you. I know you've got this. I am not going to sweat and toil and freak out. Just like in your healings. Emotionally, psychologically, physically, be at peace that his word is true. His word is always yes and amen. That in itself will get some healed. Healing is a gift, yes? Yes. Can gifts be earned? I mean, just in the natural. Do any of you put stipulations with your kids or friends or family members or moms or dads on gifts? Okay, some of you apparently do, because like only one person answered that. Okay, well, if I'm going to give you this, you're going to do that. You want it or not? Nope. It's not the way it works. Well, our father is no different. All of the prosperity that we teach during the wealth building segment is gifts. It's free. It's done. All we have to do is accept it. Your heavenly father wants to just love on you. And that love will release healing in your body and in your soul in ways you can't grasp. Do you realize that? It's not about saying the right word. It's not about doing the right thing. It's just about loving him and letting him love you. In this very body, we've had countless testimonies of people healed during praise and worship. Physical healings. And, and, and I don't even know the emotional ones. There's probably some of those too that I just don't know. But I know physical healings because I've been told them after it happened. Well, what's that about? How can that be? You're just singing a song. No, actually, you're not healed because you're just singing a song. 
Pastor, thanks, bro. <laughs> Pastor Ryan does not lead karaoke, nor do any of those anointed worshipers that we walk into worship with. And if that's where you're at, I bless you in Jesus' name, but it's no wonder where you're at. You're reaping what you sow. You want to stand with your hands in your pocket and you want the Lord to touch you? I'm sorry, that doesn't line up with his word. It's not truth. You want, you want God's promises active in your life? How about walking it out the way God showed us to walk it out and then see what happens? My shoulder was dead for two years. Part of this hasn't manifest yet. This bicep's half the size of this one because it was dead. I drove this way, put it up there. When I wanted to put it in my pocket, I went like this, and I could get it in there. When I ran a chainsaw, I could grab it, I had grip, and I would use my knee. On the counter, everything's right-handed, but I could kind of lean into it a little bit and make it happen. Two years. And I refused to believe what the doctors said, although I didn't have a grid for this healing like I do now. But it was 2000, 2016, I was worshiping and got healed. Everybody that worshiped with me knew I was a one-arm worshiper. And when I hugged somebody, I couldn't even lift my arm to hug them with that one. It was this way, always. And I stood up off my face and went like this and... And this arm's as strong as this arm, even though that muscle's half the size of that muscle. Why? When did I get healed? I wasn't asking to be healed. I was praising my father in a snot and tear moment. And I invite you into those snot and tear moments. They are a beautiful thing. The water's really good. Come in, please. Oh, boy. Thank you, Lord. If you would spend the bulk of your prayer time instead of telling the Lord what's wrong... I got news. He knows what's wrong. He created you. He knows what he wants you to have, what he wants you to be. He's got your steps already ordained to walk this perfect line in his scrolls in heaven. I got news for you. You don't need to remind him about what's going on in your life. Praise him for what he's doing. Praise him for what he's done. Maybe then say, Lord, uh, you know, and I do need a little more faith. If you could just stand with me in a little bit more faith, because what the doctor told me about that cancer is kind of irritating me and bugging me. But Lord, I praise you that that's a lie from the pit of hell. I praise you that Jesus died for me, that I can be set free of all that, and I don't have to receive any of that. Oh, Father, I love you so much. You're so good. Thank you, Lord. How about that? How about speaking to that mountain like you really expect it to move, like the word says it will? And it'll move. Maybe it won't move in your time. I know we got a lot to do. Amazon can't come till Tuesday? What the heck? Find another account within Amazon. Somebody's got to have that to get tomorrow, at least. Why do things, some things manifest immediately and some take time? I don't know. But we have biblical premise for prayers being answered in three minutes and prayers being answered in three weeks. Unless the Holy Spirit leads me to that place to figure all that out, I don't give a rip. I got work to do. I do. And it's okay. And I know, actually, 
Kyle Alley and I were having this talk the other day. We actually, there, there's a brother that, that, that I love, and he has tremendous worldwide ministry. He's raised about 600 from the dead, last I heard. Things happen in his ministry on the third day, kind of like Jesus. I don't know why that is. And you know, when I asked him, do you ever like wonder why you prayed for that guy in the wheelchair and it took him three days to get out? I don't care. I just do what the word tells me to do. Nah, I don't care. I got stuff to do. I can't be wasting my... <sighs> for real. Okay, I'll do my best. Ready? You expect me to be wasting my time figuring that out? I got Jesus' work to do. That is how he would respond to that question. I promise. Irritated. Why? Don't care. Jesus is king. Period. You have the kingdom of God living inside you. You don't have to accept sickness and disease period. You don't have to accept torment, period. You don't have to accept old soul wounds, period. But the way you pray will change it all radically. I've heard the prayers in this very building. It hurts my heart. Oh, God, if you could find it in your heart. He found it in his heart. He gave Jesus for you, for now. It is done. It's finished. Don't preach to your mountain. Don't preach to your disease. Don't preach to your sickness. If I do that, then I really will stop. Thank you, Lord. What do I mean? I confess scriptures all the time. I confess the truths of the scriptures every time the Lord gives me the unction to do that, over myself or over others. Amen? Yes, you do, Pastor Bob. Thank you. But when I'm looking at a pain in a knee or a pain in a shoulder or cancer, I ain't preaching at it. Get this. The enemy and his minions know the scriptures better than you. Just saying. They believe in God a lot more than you and I do. Some, you guys, not anybody in the house. They believe in the power and authority of Yahweh much more than the average believer in Christ. They tremble at his name. They tremble at our presence. Why? Because they believe deeply. So why do we preach at it? There was a sis that wanted prayer for Ani. And I'm honored to pray for anybody anytime, but just sometimes the Lord will say, just be Aaron. What did Aaron do? Held up Moses' arms as he prayed and declared, right? Yes? Okay. So when the Lord says, just be Aaron, I know what that, to me, to me, doesn't mean it's that way for you, for, but to me, when the Lord says, just be Aaron, that means that I'm just to hold up somebody's arms and, and stand with them. And I've done it with many of you. And I'm so honored and blessed to do that. It's really fun. And it blesses my socks off. 
But in this scenario, it was a teachable moment in that after about seven minutes, I wanted to say 10, but I just got corrected. So after about seven minutes, I was to the point I just couldn't take it anymore because it was quoting scripture. It was preaching. So I stopped and said, so how's the pain? Oh, it's still there, but I'm healed because I spoke truth over it and I'm healed. No, you're not healed. You're still in pain. Pain, go. How's it feel? <gasps> well, what on earth? You never took authority. Great scriptures. Great sermon you started. That demon's already heard that for millennia. It didn't need you to reinforce what it already knew about the kingdom of God. It already walks in fear and trembling of Yahweh. So I'm not rebuking anyone for speaking scripture over something. Make sure you don't go in that ditch. I want us all to be able to take the power and authority we walk in so healing becomes immediate when we demand it, when we command it, when we cast off those spirits. Does that make sense? Okay, even though I closed the laptop, one more thing. May I? Bless the Lord, you guys in your prayer life, in your praise life. Spend a lot of time blessing the Lord. He will bless you in return like you can't believe. What does that look like? Is that the question on your face? How do I bless the Lord? I mean, I bless the Lord with my resources. I bless the Lord when I work in the nursery. I bless the Lord when I bless this brother who's got the kingdom inside him. Yeah, verbalize it. Lord, I bless you and all that you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing to and through me right now. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in me right now. I bless you, Lord, and your hand on all things. I bless you, Lord, for what you did at Beloved, my family, last Sunday. I bless you, Lord, for what you're doing in Brian and Val. I bless you, Lord, for what's happening right now at Andrew. Whatever, let the Holy Spirit lead you. But bless the Lord, and he will bless you back. Build that love relationship in ways you've never had. Open up your thinking on what love looks like from him to you and from you to him. It's all he's ever wanted. Beloved, let us love one another. Big crayons, that's you. That's him. That's not you and I. That's not you and I. Yep, I love you. Yes, we're commanded to love one another. Totally different. That is you and him loving each other. Okay, if you'll stand up, I would be so honored to bless you guys. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of his life-changing word. If you would like to learn more about Steve Castle Ministries and Beloved Church, you can go online to stevecastle.com or belovedchurchillinois.com. You can also contact us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are a part of the beloved family of God, and Beloved Church is the place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart to receive as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. I pray, I declare that above all things, 
that you allow the finished work of the cross to bring prosperity into your finances and also divine health prospering your body and all of these things are going to affect you in a supernatural way as you allow your soul your mind your will your emotions and your personality to be perfected in prosperity that the father desires for you to have we love you and we cannot wait to see and be with you again soon. Goodbye, beloved.